Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. And I'm looking here at the first entries for Make It So, and I thought we would go over them one by one. Now, I'm not a judge. I'm just trying to offer any advice I can on these. I'm hoping to avoid being too harsh on contestants for their ideas here, but just give some general feedback. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll be helpful or more, uh, unhelpful, but I would like to just discuss each one and talk about my favorites and why they're my favorites, but it's more of a gut reaction here, uh, just me as a designer and not me as much trying to go through the criteria and making sure that everything is spot on. So... Yeah, and I, I, it's slightly hypocritical, but um, I'm just going to try my best to offer some advice here. So, let's just go from top down. Challenge of the Last Outpost has a countdown box of one. Portal 63 offered William T. Riker a single chance at life to face death with composure. Failure would have meant disaster for the USS Enterprise and Ferengi ship as well. So, uh, right off the bat, I see that they had... An episode in mind. Um, I'm I'm thinking this is kind of a top-down, just looking at the emphasis on the lore. The lore is written very nicely. Um, I and I don't really think lore should matter all that much. I mean, we do have an entry here with no lore, and I think that is perfectly acceptable. You include lore, great. I think that when you include lore, you are showing either that you took a bottom-up approach and went the extra mile and found an episode to fit it, or more than likely you went top-down and decided on a specific scene or something to make a card out of. Both ways of making cards are acceptable, but generally I favor bottom-up because it means that you understand the meta and what gameplay needs right now. And that's how I would approach any of these challenges, seeing what we need right now and uh, approaching the game from that stance. So, uh, the game text says, unless you stop a unique personnel with total printed attributes plus number of skill dots greater than 23, stops all ships here, place on mission, it cannot be attempted or scouted. Hmm. Um, now, I'll start off with noting that... No, that's fine. It looks like the game text is well kind of thought out. You need to choose... You can choose to stop one personnel. It's a planet dilemma, so... I, I have no idea how hard it is to find a person with um, these attributes and skills. Um, I'm assuming it's harder. Uh, maybe, maybe this is an example of someone looking through the affiliations and going, oh, well, these affiliations have a lot of people like this, and these affiliations don't. And, I mean, honestly, we should publish that kind of data to the contestants if they have it or don't. Uh, in any event, so, uh, yeah, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, contestant, and assume that that number represents making is makes it a little harder for some, and uh, easier for others. Which is good for you. So, 
So I'm, I'm wondering if you have in mind if you think this is good in block or whatever. And I wish that there was a design journal to go with each of these because just entering a card into Utopia Planitia and then hoping everyone is receptive to it or not, uh, yeah. Um, it happens sometimes, but in this case, I'd like to kind of understand the justification for going about um, picking the card numbers that way. So you need to stop a guy or the away team is stopped, the ship is stopped, which is different and interesting. I think that's kind of cool. Or, and then, and then you cannot attempt the mission for a turn. So, attempt, not being able to attempt the mission for a turn though. So, what, how is that different? What's the difference between this with and without the countdown box? Now, if I'm not mistaken, there isn't much of a difference. I guess I could be wrong. Um, I mean, what should happen next is the opponent takes his turn, and then at the end of his opponent's turn, unless you self-seated this for some reason, um, now, now the countdown box of one is gone, and what was the point of having it in the first place? So, no, I'm... Now, it could be that the, the designer who designed this either has a really great idea that I'm not considering, or it's just an oversight, and with just a quick talk out, we get rid of the countdown box, you have a much simpler card, a much more streamlined card, and then this is a pretty interesting card. So, you know, um, not not great, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about the, the countdown box, but again, who cares? It's it's a one-line fix and everything will be fine and you'll make this card a lot better. I Okay, okay, I get what you're doing. Now I get it, okay, sorry. You're making sure other away teams uh, can't attempt the mission. Very interesting. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, I just figured out that that is kind of clever. Um, yeah, maybe there is... Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Would I... Yeah, it's... Um, now that now I get this card. It's a low-risk, high-reward card. The It's it's easy to get, get past, I'm assuming. But if you can't get past it because you redshirted with some dinky people, then you're you're at least hurting for one turn. So what makes this better than say what makes this better than friendly fire? Is friendly fire I think is harder to get past by a small away team and has a harder or, or a worse um, a worse punishment at least in my opinion, not being able to attempt the mission for two turns. It's just something to consider. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting card. I just don't think I'd play with it though, because friendly fire. All right, so let's move on. That's enough blabbering about that. We got a space dilemma called Devor Terrestrial Restrictions. The Devor, it's a countdown box of one again. I think that oh, maybe that's a popular theme, countdown boxes. Everyone loves countdown boxes, right? So it's Space Dilemma. Uh, there is no property logo. That's fine, again. Um, well, I mean, it looks like they went through the trouble of making lore, but didn't add a property logo, which is curious. The Devor Imperium are distrustful of outsiders and send telepaths to relocation camps. Okay, that's nice. 
vessels are allowed to enter Devor territory are subjected to inspections and multiple restrictions. Okay, cool. So again, I'm wondering top down, bottom up, what happened here? I'm guessing it's another example of top down uh, without a property logo. So that's cool. I'm gonna take a second here. All right, let's read some game text again. One empathy or mind meld personnel here, opponent's choice is return to hand. Place on mission, no ships may move to this location. Huh. Alrighty. So, you are penalized for having a rare skill. And in this case, a space dilemma. Uh, so this would pair great with GOM2. Um, yeah. I think you, you, I don't know, you filter out some diplomacy, you filter out some empathy, and then, boom, you hit GOM2 and ouch. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Plus, no ships can move here for exactly one turn. Okay, so again, so, so, okay, okay, okay. So there's, there's a couple of things going on here that are kind of interesting. You've got, you've got the empathy or mind melt dude going away, so that's interesting. Uh, it encourages playing of Vulcans, I suppose, uh, to protect your harder to have empathy, I guess. But the meat of this dilemma is that no ships can move here for one turn. So if you redshirt again, you can't move here with another ship. Um, and this is interesting because of the... <coughs> uh, you think about Gomtu and how it hurts all ships at the same location. So, you, you have this, you have a couple layers here. You've got two ships, you either go with two ships attempt, and then the one attempting ship hits this and then hits GOM2 and both ships get disabled. So you're penalized for having brought two ships in the first place, or you bring only one ship and have one standing by, the other one gets hit by GOM2, and then uh, GOM2 goes back under, and then this ship tries to, this ship can't move there because because the, the dilemma not allowing ships to move there. So, either way, you're penalized. Um, but in, in this scenario, actually, you're encouraged to not bring two ships because both will get damaged. If you brought only the one ship, you have to wait a turn anyway. So, are we trying to encourage players to only come with one ship at a time to a space mission? It kind of goes against the anti-redshirt thing. Now, now of course, we didn't bring up redshirts in any of the articles, but it's an interesting thing. I, I'd be curious to hear what the designer's idea was here. I'm, sh I, you're almost positive that they were thinking, oh, I need a filter for Gomtu with some interesting flavor text, but I don't know if the designer thought through the extra text preventing. Uh, the ship coming. Or maybe they did. Uh, I just... With this, I'm encouraged to redshirt more, and I don't know if that's what we want to be encouraging. I don't know. Maybe we do. Uh, so that's interesting. Cool card. Uh, dual Enterprise property logo. Disheartening loss. In the first two years of this of their mission, the crew of Enterprise, NX-01, suffered no deaths. Good job, Archer. Yeah. When Crewman Fuller, 
was killed in the expanse, some of Captain Archer's idealism died with him. So, yeah, if you've ever watched Enterprise, you definitely see Archer starting to become like Jack Bauer in season three. Where's the, the, he's got his control center. I wonder actually, you know, it's, it's kind of, anyway, I'm not going to, I digress. Uh, (laughs) uh, game text kills one personnel, universal, if any random selection place on ship or planet personnel here, lose first listed skill cure with diplomacy, leadership and honor or three treachery. Okay. So someone dies regardless. All right. So it's this is straight up escalation. Uh, if you consider, well, I'm okay. I can't I can't accuse you of escalation because Armis uh, Skin of Evil is pretty much a useless limb at this point. So I have to blame Decipher for that escalation there. So you kill a universal personnel if present random selection. So I guess that's interesting because. This is this could pair well with the uh, divided dilemmas, the arsenal ones, because they always uh, they always have universal dudes, kind of uh, making everything happier. So I, the first impression I had when I looked at this card was there's a lot going on here. You've got someone dying, and then regardless of who died. You're putting this on a, on a mission, and I think maybe, just maybe, this dilemma is trying to do too much. It's like, oh, I get to design a dilemma. Well, I want to kill dilemma that also stops and has requirements on it. Well, okay, cool. You're trying to show off, you know, your your legs and your design legs, and be like, hey, look, I can, look, I can do all. No, uh, I'm. I think it's it's more important to, you know, be a little bit more streamlined and focused. And maybe show off, either show off a straightforward dilemma, or if you have a really, really cool idea, then uh, streamline it, show that off. But this, this, I, I just seems to feel is a little bit muddled. I could be wrong. Okay, so random select a dude to die. Place on ship or planet. Okay, fine. So ship or planet. Why? Why the ship? Why would you place this on the ship and not the mission? Always. I mean, that's just, you could eliminate a little bit of text. Ship or planet could just become mission. Um, Personnel here lose first listed skill. Okay. Um, So that's just forever until it's cured. That's that's interesting. Uh, I guess we put it on the ship. That's fine. You know, the ship is, they're wallowing in their sorrow. Uh, Why not just put it on the ship always? Or, you know, I'm curious what the justification was for the ship or planet idea, place on ship, place on mission. Uh, I don't know about ship or planet, it just, no, maybe, you know, it, it incur- I guess it's another case of maybe top down, maybe, I'm not sure. All right, what, so these requirements, I'm not so worried about the requirements, you can always hash out requirements in, in um, playtesting. Uh, so, the classic dip hole is here, dip leader honor. Um, if, so if you're playing fed, boom, you get past this. Uh, three treachery, you're playing non-feds, you get past it. Unless you're playing Klingons. No, Klingons got dip hole too, so. Those are very easy requirements to get past. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited about this dilemma. It's got it, you change change requirements, make it harder, make it really hard to cure, uh, make people lose first listed skill for a long time. I think is kind of interesting. Uh, you got that quarantine dilemma from uh, Borg, which I think is space only. So it's kind of a it's not a quarantine dilemma, right? Uh, you you just lose the first listed skill. Uh, you got. Uh, fighting words to make people lose two skills, right? First two listed skills, and that's for three turns. And that's harder to cure. Uh, I would say make this harder. Make it much harder. And then, I don't know, maybe lose... Eh, you could, I don't know, you could keep the dichotomy of killing someone and then making... Yeah. So I would make this much harder. And, yeah, the, losing your first listed skill is not the end of the world. In fact, it makes for interesting situations. So, just make it a lot harder to cure. Okay, let's move on. Uh, dual Dilemma, Fortune Favors, the dot, dot, dot. All right. Uh, for sometimes a leader will make the ultimate sacrifice for the men and women under their command. It should be his or her, um, I think, under, ah, it's grammar. Who cares? No one cares about grammar, people. At least you shouldn't, but uh, we let people, we let other people carry about that. Other times, not so much. Okay. <laughs> cute, cute little uh, playtime, cute design uh, lore, right? In, in design, um, I think uh, someone once said that in design you're supposed to, you, you can use the lore as, uh, not always, just kind of as for fun, is to blow off some steam and just have some fun. And just kind of F around. So, cute. I like it. Uh, kills one leader. Opponent's choice. Score points. Alright. Um, and then it says, you may substitute one personnel with lower cunning present. Lose points. Cute. Okay. That's this straightforward. Very simple. And... Uh, it's got a point box on it, so that's kind of fun. Point boxes, um, I think by Decipher... They, they, you know, they serve two purposes, and people are like, oh yeah, well, it's an easy dilemma to get past, so if you, if you get past, well, yeah, so, no, 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 no. okay, um, think about replicator accident, um, that's a relatively easy dilemma to get past, but it's high risk, high reward, so the opponent is hoping, if they're using it, to filter out the skills for it, and then hopes everyone dies. But um, what is more interesting is self-seeding it for five points, because it's easy. So uh, self-seeding is kind of, the art of self-seeding has gone away. And if you look at Serenjenka, that's an easy five points for yourself that you would self-seed somewhere. Uh, you look at, was it uh, the Cosmic String Fragment from Premiere? It's ridiculously easy, but I think it has a five-point box on it. So you would self-see that under your mission for an easy five points. But the art of that has gone away because of OTF. I mean, you can still do it, right? But, um, and also because of, um, you no longer use 30 Dilemmas anymore, or 26 or 27, most of the time. You are, um, you're using a lot of other seed cards to make your deck better. Okay, so anyway, um, so point boxes, right? And this is not something he, we went over in the article, or Charlie went over in the article. But when you use point boxes, um, 
yeah, I, I don't see a problem with the point boxes here. Um, but you, this is this is an example of a point box dilemma you wouldn't want to self-seed, I think, which is really cool. Uh, you know, well done on that. That's uh, Space Planet, and uh, it says, kills a leader present opponent's choice. That's awesome, right? I love dilemmas that let your opponent choose. And, um, but uh, only, only a terrible opponent would, un unless you were in a jam, and it's, it's possible, um, but I would always sacrifice someone for this card because points don't matter in 1E. And uh, unfortunately that wasn't discussed in the articles, but um, in 1E, I think uh, a card draw is worth like 15 points or something, if you uh, do the math on how points are laid out right now or something. In other words, points don't matter in 1E, and they're very easy to get. And this is something that um, you, you would eventually have gotten taught, and so, uh, I would, I would scrap this dilemma, personally. I don't, I'm sorry to be a jerk. I would either scrap it or increase the point loss or gain considerably. Um, uh, maybe bump it to 10. Uh, maybe even 15 and see what the playtesters do. At that point, yeah, I would self-seed it and kill some guy for 15 points. And i do it twice. And maybe that's too good. For 10 points? I don't know. For 5 points? I'm never going to do that. So, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting card, and I like the idea behind it. Um, but I don't think points are the right area to be playing around in this. Uh, not that you knew. Uh, it's just not well known. Uh, Planet Dilemma. Harshest Conditions. Uh, was there Harsh Conditions in 2E or something like that? Uh, three box, uh, three countdown. Uh, unless away team has two biology, two medical, and two security, place on mission. Each personnel stopped by a subsequent dilemma here is killed. I love it. Oh my god, that is, that's pushing some boundaries right there. That's, uh, that's going, well, Denovan can suck it. This is a crazy hard dilemma. Um, now, no, it's not crazy hard though, right? Um, I love it because it stops, it stops your away team when you fail it. And I like that the, um, the requirements are reasonable. Uh, it's McCoyable, so that's okay too. Um, two bio, two medical. You know, if you've got the two medical, you're probably gonna have the two bio and the two security. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, combination of skills. Skills shouldn't matter, we can balance them later. But I see that what you're trying to say is you need to have a good mix of personnel here. And you get stopped, and for three turns, if anyone gets stopped, they die. That's crazy. I love it. I would immediately, uh, I would immediately be like, oh, wait, uh, well, three turns, huh? Well, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry for the language. Um, I wouldn't come back, because right after this would probably be some crazy hard dilemmas. So, um, some crazy hard stopping dilemmas, too. So, that's very interesting dilemma. Um, but I think it's too powerful. I definitely think it's too powerful, and that's why I liked it so much. Um, it needs to get toned down. Um, I, I, this, this is a, this is better, though. I like this because it's better, in my opinion, than, um, Friendly Fire. And I say that because Friendly Fire, you're just straight up locked out. And that's an NPE right there. Um, but it's, and that's why it's such a popular dilemma. This instead says, you want you want to attempt a mission? Come on. Come on, go for it, go for it. I dare you. I dare you to come. And that's cool. That's fun. 
Uh, I just don't know about the three countdown box. That's a long time to lock out someone from their mission. But it's high risk, high reward, right? Um, so maybe you need to make it an easier dilemma. Um, and then you would come at it in a different way. I, this is fun. This is, this is the, I think, the most interesting dilemma we've seen so far. Um, so this is a great start. And I, I, think, I think there's definitely something to this idea. And uh, it'd be interesting to explore further. Let's move on to the next one. Space TNG shipwide communications blackout. An encounter with a quantum filament dis dis disabled the Enterprise, uh, leaving key personnel trapped in different areas of the ship, unable to communicate. So that's a disaster, right? That's a fun episode. Uh, so, you know, I, I forgot to mention about harsh conditions. There's, uh, there's no game text. There's no, there's no. Um, it's, it's definitely bottom up. I love that. I'm definitely a big fan of bottom up. Uh, Alright, place on ship, personnel aboard, uh, let's see, personnel aboard may only use skills and classifications printed on their cards, cure without, cure with computer skill times three or data's head. Ah, I love it, data's head, cute. Okay, um, yeah, that's a, it's definitely an example of top, top down. Um, an interesting one, I love the data's head thing. Uh, always fun to try to get binder fodder out of the binders. Um, Career skill times three. Career skill is one of the most abundant skills in uh, in one e, and I think um, you just look at the the you look at virus. Um, I, I would encourage the designer of this to look at virus and say, is this strictly better than virus? Is this worse than virus? You know, I personally think this is worse than virus. I would use virus over this, um, and then. Um, Okay, you cure it later. Um, skill gaining in 1E, uh, you've got the equipment for it. So you can't use equipment. This, this is basically what this card says. You can't use equipment and whatever 2E jank you've got going. Um, so this would be annoying right before uh, personal duty friendly fire. And I'm not sure that we should be encouraging the use of that dilemma combo. Not that, I don't know. Um, it's a good dilemma combo. But three computer skill? Okay, you redshirted with this, eh, you're screwed. Um, but you were screwed anyway, because you're about to hit personal duty friendly fire. I, I don't know if this, I'm not, this, this dilemma doesn't excite me too much, except for that I like the data set thing. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting idea, but I'm not worried about skill gaining. I would, I would instead encourage maybe a loss of skills. You know, personnel lose um, first or second listed skills. But again, then you've got to look at uh, oof of your uh, fighting words. So uh, I'm not sure about this one. Um, let's move on to the next one. Uh, dual, Voyager, slight accident. All right. Uh, in trying to commit suicide, Quinn inadvertently caused all the men aboard USS Voyager to disappear. They were brought back short time later by Q. Okay, cool. So, probably another example of top-down, uh, which is which is okay. It's interesting. 
All right, and then we've got, uh, it's got a point box of negative five. It says stops, one personnel, random selection, and all other personnel of the same gender. Lose points if no personnel remain. Discard Dilemma. Okay, this is a really cool card because it encourages uh, a gameplay aspect that we don't see a lot of. I mean, we see male, males love interest and females love interest and uh, stuff like that in matriarchal. But here's another issue. If you've got, this, this encourages you to have uh, a mix of genders here, or even to, it encourages players to use uh, neuter affiliation personnel as well, so some type Android, for example. So it, it is fantastic gameplay idea that I think we, um, yeah, I think this card has a lot of good going for it. I'm not sure about the point box though. I'm not sure why why to include the point box other than as a small bonus um, to the opponent for using the dilemma if they went with an all-male crew. Um, the point box is definitely flavorful, so you could take it or leave it. It's not that bad. The next dilemma is unpunctual personnel. The lore is... It is imperative to have the senior staff on time for meetings, for briefings. A late officer could spell disaster for a mission. It's a TNG dilemma. The game text is, to get past requires engineer, officer, medical, science, and security, classification personnel, or a Borg with all three of the icons. Nullify with senior staff meeting. So this is an interesting dilemma. Um, if I had to rate the dilemmas, and I know I haven't gotten to the last one yet, I'd probably put this as my favorite or next to most favorite because it's a straightforward dilemma that uh, encourages a diversity of personnel to be present or to have brought your board queen or your seven of nine or your locutus, uh, which may or may not be the case. Uh, discourages red shirting, but in a creative way. And you can nullify it uh, in sort of an ironic way. Uh, it's possible that this card could be used as redshirting, um, as an anti-redshirt card, and then it could be senior staffed in two ways, which is kind of cool. Um, not that we don't know what senior staff's going to do once it gets errated, but in open, at least, it would be kind of funny. So this is a solid card, and I, I just like it. It's straightforward, and it's good. It's not too good, and I would... You know, I could see myself playing with it. I don't think it's overpowered. So, you know, kudos to this developer. You have much potential. Planet Dilemma. Xenophobia is from Enterprise. It says, after the Zindis attack on Earth, fear and mistrust on uh, ran rampant throughout the human population. And then the game text says, to get past requires anthropology plus honor, or two security and strength greater than 30. Skill and attribute requirements are doubled if seated at a home world. Okay, so if the last one wasn't my favorite, I'd say this one was my favorite. I know it's probably, um, the last one was number one, and then it's probably a tie between this and that Quinn one for second place. Only because, um, yeah, I like the idea of this getting seated at a home world. 
it, it finds this dilemma finds a possible gameplay issue where you maybe crouch at your home world and don't do much, at least early on, and discourages that player, your opponent or whomever, from being able to attempt that at home. But not to a severe point. It's not you're forced to go away. It's that you can't redshirt and you have to have some pretty good requirements before you actually get going there. That's great. Uh, is this better than, say, uh, Founder Secret? The strength requirement isn't as good as Founder Secret. Founder Secret's a little harder to get past than this, in my opinion. So I would want to see this be even stronger than Founder Secret at a home world. So, um, yeah, or, or it could even go as far as to say, and, and yeah, I mean, if, we've, if what this card is trying to do is really discourage players from attempting a home world um, first, then it could just say um, dinky requirements, or if at a home world, you can't attempt your mission. So the, I don't know what the, the correct answer is. Um, oh, or at a home world, you can't attempt this mission unless you've solved another mission, right? Or something like that. Um, this might be more a more streamlined and elegant way of doing it than that. But I love the idea, and that's exciting. This is a good card. This is a really good card, right on its own. So playtesters would take to it, I think, and they go, oh, yeah, I want to check this out. Yeah, this is cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely the last three are fantastic cards. So, all right, uh, so that's my review of these cards. I encourage all the Make It So designers to just keep at it, don't get discouraged by any uh, feedback that you find not constructive. But, uh, you know, uh, keep, keep in mind that, uh, unfortunately, the design of Make It So makes it such that you're going to get advice that's contradictory and that, uh, that not everyone is, you know, everyone has an opinion and it's not... No one's going to have, like, the golden opinion, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> opinion, opinion, opinion. So just, I guess, you, you can't please everybody all of the time, but you can please a lot of the people most of the time. And that's what you're going to aim for here. And, yeah, you know, just because I have some opinions doesn't mean my opinions merit any more than anyone else's opinions. I don't, I'm certainly not the right person or the only person who should be judging these cards. But, uh, again, Make It So also this time around is really going to be about learning. It's still a competition at the end of the day, though, so, you know, uh, play it like you would any other competition. Don't, uh, yeah, just do your best don't think, uh, don't, yeah, whatever. I don't know exactly what to say here, except just play smart, and you'll be okay. This is, this is going to be a fun tournament of, uh, or fun competition, I, I really hope. All right, uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ. And until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying, and thanks for all the truck.